If recovery is a journey, I would like to take you on a strange journey. Then Shot of Hope Live is your favorite roadside attraction. <laughs> this is a tasty burger. On your way to happiness. With your recovering radio outlaws, Mickey the Kid, and the sober gangster. We're on a mission from God. It's Shot of Hope Live. Live. It's alive. It's alive. And we are live. It is Shot of Hope Live. And I am live with my very close good friend. Uh, I love this guy, um, and I'm so happy that he said yes to me tonight to, to be on the show. Um, I've known this young man for quite a many years now, and uh, recently celebrated eight years of recovery. And, Nine uh, years, yeah. At, 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 was a single father for of four kids for the last year uh, until you met this amazing girl, and you've got this incredible story that I absolutely want to share with the world because you are that guy who's captured a piece of real estate in my heart. <clears throat> I give everyone, this is my good friend, Jay Mack. What's up, Jay? Oh man, this is great. Um, <laughs> it is. I, I, I don't know what to say, you know, yeah. I, fucking pinch me. You yeah. know, that's where I'm at with it. Sometimes that's what we have to do is we have to go to the old Pincharowski, man. You know, you've had, you know, the one thing, before we even get into anything else, man, I mean, I, I, I want you to share how hard, you know, share the story because your story is, um, at least give us the short version um, because cause it is one that is of absolute incredibility. Uh, it's just incredibleness. And so go ahead and tell me a little bit about how you got into your addiction and and how you made your way i mean from the prisons everything i want to know the whole story so go ahead Yeah. 
that first drink. <laughs> we can never sit down. It's real. That's all I remember. I never, never second guessed it. that place. It was always rehab. I was very blessed um, to always get in that place. And then it was, um, I dabbled into recovery, um, never did anything, but I, I dabbled in it. My dad brought me there. And the greatest gift I could, my dad was a POS. He yeah. struggled with you know, his whole life, he struggled with addiction and, and, you know, that's part one, my family. And then part two, um, I was listening though. Um, I met this beautiful girl in rehab, you know, when they say, uh, you know, the odds are good, but the goods are odd. You know, that's not <laughs> just about women. It's, it's about men too. Yeah. True. And, and we, I dove into that head first and, um, it was a wild ride you know um but what i want to say is um you know my dad brought me to my first meeting and um of recovery and i don't remember much i remember where it was at and i remember hearing a couple things but that was about it i don't remember faces or nothing but sure. that was the start and um you know when you the progression right when i fast forward this it's amazing how we we have these tools in recovery where regardless of what program or what it is i mean um it's it works because my story is the same as everybody the progression was so real yeah um i wanted more we were talking before the show about nikki six's hair we were watching nikki's i was reading nikki six heroin diaries at 15 16 which is very unusual for 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 people in general i think Mm -hmm. i don't know but i was reading i was very attentive and um, you know, I live that way. I mean, well, I, I some of the stories you've shared with me, dude—the shoot the dope and smoke the crack. I mean, you know, the, I mean, the absolute speedballs you would do that were you were trying to kill yourself every time you're fucking fuck with that shit. And you know, I always look at it like this: when it got to the very end, right? When I'm trying to chase it, when I, you know, I know what it's like to chase the dragon. You know, I want to go up, and then I want to go right down. 
And uh, I live for it. I'll die for it. Um, I did a lot of crazy, wild things. And what I will say is, you know, it turned into jails, turned into warrants. It turned into I had a kid and I was I was going wild. And, uh, you know, eventually, you know, Mahoney County and Trumbull County and Ashtabula County and all these counties, you know, I'd show up and run in court. And, you know, eventually I got into real big trouble in a blackout. And I literally have that story where I woke up in Mahoney County Jail and it was over. Yeah. I knew it. Um, I knew what I did was very wrong, most likely. Um, but my story is I was sober, clean for six months. And um, I, I literally, someone told me, have a 12-pack. It's fine. And I drank it all. I went to the Ice House uh, bar after that. And I, I did about a year in, in jail and prison. And don't really remember that night, but I do remember where I went wrong. Mm. Um, it was me not uh, contributing to uh, society and taking ownership of my actions and no means no and, and stuff like that. But when I, I went to this, um, I went to this prison work camp and it's a long one. It's a behavioral management therapeutic community work camp. And what that stands for is prison. And, <laughs> um, it was brutal. Yeah. It was a very, it was a very, we don't even have time, but it was grown men that got out of a very bad prison system released to society. So they brought him to a lower, lower place and um, still brutal, but um, you, you were under lock and key and um, supervision everywhere. And um, you had to sit and time out people, other peers would sit you in time out. It was a very big deal, you know, on the bed, on uh, Arthur's bed. That's the love of my life. It's all right. Real, um, so, life, real life happening while we're doing a show. I love it. And you know what? Um, kind of to fast forward, you know, I knew I was in there from uh, drugs and alcohol is what I'm getting at. Let me ask you this. Uh, so when you, well, before you got in there, were you using just to feel normal or, you know, like, was it your, your go-to to, so that you could have a normal day? Because I mean, like, I know how it is with my kid and he was like, you know, I had to shoot dope just so I wouldn't be, so I could feel, you know, I could think. Well, you know what? I Looking back at nine years sober, um, that was the way. What other way? I, I don't even know what other way is out there at, at this point. And, you know, four or five years into heavy drug use and chasing, there was no, you know, I was around people. It's like that saying where you can be in a room full of people, but you're all alone. Yeah. I used that. It was, what do you mean you go to work? You know, what yeah. do you mean? I remember having jobs. And used to live. Yeah. And, um, you know, part two was the realization that I was in this place because of what I was doing. And when I got home, when I tell you I did it right away, I had swore it off, which is the insanity. And I never I, I was in that place and I got released early at a year. Mm -hmm. And I came I came. Uh, my family welcomed me, which was very hard for them. And um, they were not happy. I came home. They definitely wanted me to stay there. And um, I did it right away. Not long after that, and I want to just revert back. I was with my dad um, before I went away, and I used drugs with my dad. Okay. Uh, the same thing. Part one. Story. Part one, crazy. No, part two was I was partaking in what I disliked about him. And my older brother was doing it together, and it was very sick. Um, 
you know, I wasn't an upper, but uh, love coming down. So I would, I would ride that train very for a long time and then do it. But what I will say is um, when I got home, he had overdosed and died. And it was, we, I remember being at this round table with him and my brother and, you know, he's, he's finally having a moment where he's breaking down, realizing you guys need to stop. Like it's too late. Yeah. It's too late for me. I will never change but that alcoholics anonymous, they got some good stuff going on. Narcotics anonymous got some good stuff going. On. They know what they're talking about. Right? He realized, you know, that was really deep. And he was crying. And the only thing I can imagine was pass that shit over here. You know, quit <laughs> right. And that's where I was at, you know. But that was his moment saying, What have I done? What am I doing with this chance of life? And um, I'll always remember that because when I got home from prison, I wasn't allowed there. He wouldn't let me come there and mm. God bless him. You know, I have children now and that's really hard. That was probably very difficult for him to say, no way, Jose. Yeah. I'm not being responsible, but not maybe a few days later he died. And that was a big eye opener for me. I like to tell people the stars aligned and, um, you know, that was my first realization. I had met a very hardcore um, person who told me, you know, Josh, you're not special. I can promise you, you're going to end up just like your father. Your kid's going to go fatherless, and just like you did. You know, you. That was really hard for me. You know, I remember doing one of these, Adam. Like what? And I slept on it, and I woke up saying, you know, he's absolutely right. And uh, you know, I can go on all day, like a lot of people do with the addiction thing. You know, it's it sucks. Yeah, uh, I mean, we lot. We, I I don't know how many people we that you've lost this year i know that i have lost at least six people to the disease of addiction this year one including my nephew right after thanksgiving 26 years old and you know what it's you met my nephew yeah i did i've seen it when we were moving you were there you were there helping he and you were helping me load the truck and it's so nuts too because how i look at it today is not so much you you learn how to walk over dead bodies, right? It's 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 just what happens, and and what I'll get to is part three, right? Um, making it through that is such a blessing. You know, it's January. You know, I'm a reading guy. I open the readings and shit, and it's a start over. It's man, we're me, you and me, we're lucky. You know, I knew yeah. you and I knew you when you were spazzed out. You know. Oh, when and, I was in my deep in my addiction in 2019, dude, you know, I mean, yeah, you know what, what we're talking about, it's just what happens. And, yeah. um, you, it hurts, you know, when, when you look at it from where we're at, um, yeah, it's like very jumping out of a moving truck. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cool. What are you doing? Yeah. You need I to need, go home and sleep. Yeah. I need a beer. Drive me to yeah. the store while we're at <laughs> Just work. stop at Circle K. Stop yeah. at Circle K. Please. So, you know, it's so when, when I get into like this story of, you know, there's part two, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I get into this deal where I'm not using no more. Yeah. Whoa. I don't feel you, like how we did talk- you get, how was the, the, so I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I mean to interrupt Keep you. Going. So, um, Do it. so you, when you make it to the rooms of recovery, mm-hmm. How easy or how hard was it for you? Because for me, I'm gonna, t- I'm just gonna say this to anybody watching this or listening to this that recovery is not easy. Mm. It's not nope. easy. Uh. Uh-uh. 
And when I, I say recovery, I don't mean abstinence from drugs. I mean yeah. changing your behavior, not lying to people, not stealing from the cash register or picking up loose change and fucking, you know, and, and just being always being, you know, lying, manipulative, cheating, stealing, all that stuff. You know, recovery think, is all that. Man, and I'll tell you what, what's I, I talk to people who are not not what we deal with. Right. Right. Um, the early beginnings is one thing, but I, I talk to people who live uh, who didn't have major ass speed bumps like we did I sure. mean, crashing and crashing and starting the plane, not all over starting way over you're in the negative and you're not going to get out for years. Yeah. And uh, family wise, you're just trying to figure out who you are. You know, you leave these pieces with everyone around you and then they're gone. You know, you have to start off. So what I'm getting at is I talk to these people who are normies and uh, you know, we don't talk about it enough. Their life's hard. You know, life's very difficult. You don't need to have the problems that we do for it to be very difficult. I learned early on that, oh, life is difficult. You know, we're meant to be here to solve problems. We're always going to have problems. And um, it's not like you get over a hill and, oh, that's over. There's going to be another one there. And I think early on, the, the hard, really hard problem was accepting the rooms of recovery are just such a, a fantastic place. We can call it rooms anymore i always tell people do something you know do something i'm not, not going to tell you what to do you know it works for me you know but do something because whatever you whatever it is that you're doing do the opposite probably, of everything you did before yeah it's it's probably similar to what i'm doing it's just called something else you know but what i learned was i always separated myself you don't know you have no idea how bad it is or how bad it was or whatever. But I, when I really started getting around people who actually knew what they were talking about, felt feelings that I did, and I'm talking about chemically. And then when I don't have it chemically of what I felt like, um, I was with some people who told me the truth that, you know what, you are going to die. That's just the fact. You ain't going to get away from it. Um, here's the greatness. You, uh, you don't have to do it. And if you just do some things for about a year, don't make decisions for a year. You know, keep coming here for a year. And if you don't like it, go. You know, go do what it, do something else. And um, that's what I chose to do. And that's really hard for someone like me. When I got here, it was, you know, I, I couldn't have a driver's license for like a year. I couldn't see my kid for a year. I deserved that. I didn't, I did bad things. I couldn't see my kid. Um, that was really hard for me. My family disliked me. I wasn't a good person. Yeah, they, they hated me. They all do. My mom wouldn't let me at her house for one year. Yeah. I, I ruined it. And um, it's difficult. You know, I'm not going to bullshit. I don't bullshit anybody today. This will probably be the hardest thing you're ever going to do but, after this. But, yep, the harder it is, the better it's about to be. You know, and that's and that's what I learned in the past nine years. Uh, you know, you've witnessed it. It's, oh. I had this feeling, I had this thought that, <clears throat> oh, well, I get sober three, four years, my credit's an 800. Uh, boom, that's over. We're on, we're over that step. And then um, I have more children. I have this beautiful family. We're four over kids. that. I'm going to, four beautiful I'm gonna children. Get, yep, four kids. Um, how old, you know, are, how old are your kids' ages from lowest to highest? 
Yeah, it's uh, 10, 7, 5, 3. And I picked up another three-year-old. Right. And, uh, so the 10, bro. seven, five and three year old, just so people know, I want, I want people to really understand. This. Oh yeah. yeah. I want guys, I want men to, that are mm -hmm. watching this right now to fucking understand is this guy right over here, right over here. This guy was taking care of going to work, living in mm -hmm. a three bedroom apartment, raising mm -hmm. four children, barely getting by rent. Rent was always late. Fucking yep. bills were always late, but always, 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 always provided for your kids. I just, yeah. I, I, one thing I, I can't say enough about you, dude, and uh, is that I watched you walk through addiction with an ex-girlfriend, you know, or your girlfriend at the time, um, who absolutely disrespected you, you know, uh, mm -hmm. treated you just terribly. And, and you tried to save her for four years and, and, yeah. and you can't, we can't carry the attic is what we're fine. What we found out is that yeah. <laughs> you found out is that you can't carry the attic anymore. And it led her to her yeah. own her own prison now. And you know what the, the, it, that's such a touching part of my life today is oh, we, we literally get in our own way, right. Of this single this small thinking and it could kill us. Right. So when I, when I'm sober five years ago, um, you know, maybe five or six years sober. And, uh, I mean, let me just stop right here. I haven't thought about taking a drink or a drug man of any sort and ever. I mean, that's my story. It ain't always like that. You know, uh, my problems are more mentally like, uh, really going through ruts is it real or is it fake some most of the time life it's problems. Real, sometimes it, yeah it, it's life problems um but because you don't have a drug uh, just, or alcohol problem today yeah it, it's really kind of figuring out okay how bad is life really and am i exaggerating so um so and and again you're one of the people going you know time out <laughs> you know but we have these people to kind of talk us <laughs> off the ledge but when i met this uh, lady in rehab um, and uh, we got back together and I was sober for a couple of years and um, things were great. She had another, I had a boy with her and the dream come true. I became a father and, and you know, my part one of the story was my, my family, my father and, and all that good stuff. And um, you know, part two, me partaking in it, uh, me, me, me earning that seat or, your side um, of the street yeah and then three is um the recovery part and watching someone else go through it um what do i do and i can tell you i'm i'm a drug addict through and through and um i had all the experience in the world and all the knowledge but my home was falling apart and mm. i want to tell everyone out there that when i did i got some outside help for um for my partner having a drug issue, not one issue, a big problem. And what am I doing? Because I just got, I just wanted her to stop. I just wanted to save her. I knew what, I knew what I did, then do it. Um, and I did, I gave her, the great thing is I gave her 25 chances and um, I sleep great at night tonight. So I always want to say that. You did your best. I lost that, two that homes. I lost a couple homes, did a, re a couple relocations from Ohio to Florida, Florida, Ohio, Ohio to Florida. Um, you were part of that whole thing. And, and you know, um, I always hoped, never believed, 
you know it's it was <laughs> like, I could all day that's a and, bad um, but yeah, hope is and, hope you know, is an emptiness it's a dream yep and i you know we had more children both willingly um life would get real good that's what happens with us when we quit doing it we we are such driven people we are so capable of doing shit and um but man one thing happens and it's flip of a switch and and that's what my story is you know we get the new home we get another child and life would look so good from the outside but on the inside she's smoking crack i'm driving to the city in my car and it smells like crack cocaine and i'm sober five years you know what i mean and that happened a couple times but when i come back to florida and you know have another child and uh you know she was she she had spurts of what we have uh true gratitude and um, less of me and more of you syndrome, right? I'm, I'm living life. And then it would go away and crash and burn, you know, cars total, home gone. I have now I have four children. Outside interference and, uh, from the parents and the, on the other side of the world. Oh, you know, there, and, and, you wanna, and what I'm getting at is when I finally made a decision of I'm washing my hands with this shit. And I'm not I'm not responsible for your life. If you choose to, to take it, if you choose to keep doing what you're doing, I'm living good. That was the hard part. What I'm getting at was I had to stick around people to get the seed was planted saying it's not my fault. It's not my fault what other addicts are doing. It's not my fault. So I can take some responsibility, but not I'm not responsible. You can only own your that was that was really hard for me. I the people would yell and scream at me saying, Give up, she's gonna kill you. Or my thing was I was sober, but I was going right back to the penitentiary. That I couldn't I couldn't take it. You know, my the lifestyle just take notes and get a hire an attorney. And you, you remember my yeah. advice was like, do it the right way, man. Yeah. Just remain calm, don't sacrifice your recovery for anything. Or your serenity. So, you know, serenity, most importantly. Your serenity oh. is a big thing, dude. You know, and think about yeah. how how I, you know, this is where 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 the part where we've where we've talked about the story, but, you know, how did we get here, and and the way we got to the way you got to where you're at, was mm-hmm. through rigorous, mm-hmm. step work. Yep. Oh man. And and I think I think we're gonna dive into that too. You know. And how important I, is that? What what I wanted to say was when you said. I want to tell everybody that I had the home. I had the multiple cars in the driveway. I had the 800 credit score. I was fighting to keep it alive. And that's all that mattered to me. Um, I wanted to keep a lot of it. And I, I was a great dad. I'm still am a great father. But back then when I washed my hands and said, you're on your own. And I lost the home. I lost a mother to my children. Um, I lost a vehicle. I lost um, all these things. I lost my career. Um, what I was doing for work, I did it for three or four years since her last relapse. So I got good at that. And I couldn't follow the schedule no more. So I had to resign to keep a bonus. And mm-hmm. what do, what's a guy like me do? You know, keep, with kids. Keep moving forward. But I'll tell you what, I did. I went to get a small apartment in Fort Myers. And that I could afford, I, um, you know, I had to find it. I had to outside the hood. 
I had four children and a dog in a three bedroom apartment upstairs. Um, I uh, had to get a new career. I kept getting jobs and losing jobs because I kept missing work for my kids being sick. Um, and I kept at it, you know, instead of at night get hopping on social media and just cruising, watching a TV show, I was on Craigslist doing God's will. Well, what's the next right move? And um, what the last thing I'll say about that is I asked for a lot of help. I didn't want to. Yeah, it's not cool. With me. Um, Sometimes you have friends was, that just show up and go, hey, how about that truck? I was staring. I was staying in my minivan. Yeah. Uh, I lost my kids for a little bit over her being just being an, an addict, you know, not her personally. You know, she made decisions and her addiction where it affected me, too. I couldn't see my kids one time for two or three weeks. And um, I was living in my van, just isolating, going to meetings every day and stuff. But it was hard for me to make a phone call saying, hey, I, this is what I'm doing. What are you doing? Come. I probably had 10 homes to go to. Yeah. Right. But pride and, gets um, in the way and ego gets in the way. But you know what? Like what I tell people is when people are struggling, um, you know, as much as we want to curse our government and uh, bitch and moan, I will say that we there is help out there. There is individuals who work in the right places and they, they do help. Give me one second. Yeah. Oh. Gotta let the old Pucharuski out. Oh man, yeah, I got a dog too. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Go lay down. So yeah. You know what? That was really hard. You know, today I think I wouldn't be half the I landed this You got a great stud. gig. I landed this stud of a woman, you know. If we keep at it enough, we're gonna get not breaks and come ups. How about that? I was just thinking about that today. How how small-minded am I to always, when's the next, I need to come up or I need a break. Oh, Where's such the sick next thinking, one? Right? Where's the next it's one? It's such sick thinking. Uh, you know. And I've I've landed such good, you know, I do have a good job. I do have a good structure family. Mm-hmm. Um, I do good have routine. an amazing, I do have an amazing woman in my life. Yeah. Um, for all the people out there who say, you know, I'm a single father and I drive a minivan and all this stuff, you know. Um, I landed an absolute dime piece with a, a she's even more beautiful on the inside than the out. And she loves me for who I am. And most importantly, if I didn't work a program that I'm in the steps no and, way. and all these things, I couldn't land a, a person like that. You know, when I got sober and went to these meetings with these old people and um, I didn't fit in. Um I always had to sell my persona or sell this story for you to like me. But today people like me for what, what I do, you know, and I don't and even I'm care if they saying, like me because I'm not there for the, for the, I'm there for yeah. the message. When I'm going to the yeah. meeting, I'm there for the message, bro. I need to get to the next level. You know, it, yeah. it talks about in the basic text, it says when money, property or prestige divert us from our primary purpose, we get in, yeah. we're in trouble. Money, property, and prestige, because guess what those focuses take us away from? The number one focus. Yep, and you know what I, you know what I love is uh, uh, all the trouble I've ever been in is because I just wanted to be important. And uh, that's one of my favorites. Ego. Yeah, you know, it's, I, I love the fact that 
we go to this place in the world where we're just trying to get better. Yeah. It's, I, I, I think it's rare. Um, obviously there's a lot of it going around, but when I look at myself talking to people and uh, hearing other people and, you know, what we went through, it's still there, but a lot of the times today I'm, I'm thinking about how other people's experiences are going to help me today, how my experiences are going to help other people today in recovery. And, um, you know, that's why I think it's important to give back and do what you're doing. You're in it. You know, you're talking about it. It's right in your face. I've never stopped um, since since I got out of yeah. treatment, dude. It, it, recovery is my passion. Um, and, and you, I, you know, I took my radio career and I've now parlayed it into sharing my experience, strength and hope with other people and other people's <clears throat> adventures and journeys and, and expertise and experience and life life experience like you in this because everybody's going to tell somebody's story at some point. And at some point, you're probably telling some guy who's watching this or is going to watch this in a week, a month, or a year from now's story, you know. Mm. And and that's the beauty of recovery is is that you know, um, if we just follow the process, they lay out a, a nice little structure for us, twelve easy steps, and they're none of them are easy. But we once we follow those twelve steps and we do that work, I just finished writing mm. a four step today, and. Mm. Um, <clears throat> You know, when you got to look at that, and it's from my relapse in 2014, you know, it's everything that went up to 2019 before I hit primary purpose, because the man I came out that came out of primary purpose in Cleveland, Ohio, is a completely different man. You know, I I had had enough pain that I never wanted to do this ever again. Like, so I'm so committed to, you know, every morning reading my just for today. You know, I yeah. get in that app. I read that just for today, every morning. I haven't missed it in four days, four years, five months, and 23 days. I have read that fucking just for today. And I, I see it yeah. every day because it shows me a calculator at the bottom. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't miss a day. And I, you know, now I don't have to call my sponsor every day. I call him when I need him. You know, it's like yeah. what he tells me, you know, but I, he's been uh, grinding my ass about that fourth step. Because if we don't deal with the trauma, and I truly believe yeah. this, because the trauma is in the fourth step. It's all yeah. the things that caused us the reason to create excuses to escape through drugs and yeah. alcohol. It truly is. Yeah. I, I hated my father. I hated my life. I got abused. I got beat. I sexually molested. I was raped. I was whatever. Whatever your trauma is, when you look at that on paper and you give that to someone else and you can empty that out and take it out and get rid mm. of it, man. And then go into the amends process and start moving through and looking at your character defects of where you are in the world and then, you know, working through those and then getting on into an, an immense process and then eventually having a spiritual awakening as, as you start to move through this. That spiritual awakening is the it's step 12, man. It's when you get there, you'll know you're there because you're going to feel yes. completely fucking different than you did on day one when you hit the fucking or when you hit the room and some guy grabbed you and hugged you and said, welcome, brother, or shook your hand when you got to an AA meeting. It's a completely different world. Yeah. 12 months later, 12 steps later. And you know what, talking to some, we're, you know, I always tell people we're on the same level, right? We're equal and, and we're, we're talking, we're talking recovery, right? I always used to tell people, you know, speedball and drugs were the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, nothing's better. You know, what a shame you haven't experienced it. Very <laughs> ignorant, very yeah. ignorant, obviously. Yeah. You're wasting um, it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, I, I don't regret it nor wish to shut the past on it, but I used to think that was very true. And uh, today I can say what I've been given, um, yeah. not even close, you know, doesn't even come close. What I have is um, a gift from God. Um, we can call it all these things, right? Man, you have relief. Oh, he, but the, he sent the, life the I angels live. to relieve you what, of all you, your you, burdens and pain, kid. But what, what I wanted it. to bring up, yeah, what I wanted to bring up, you know, that, ooh, that dirty shit, that dirty life and um, lost oblivion. When I, when I, there was not a doubt when I got to the program, like, oh, yeah, something's wrong. And, you know, these steps were in front of me and, it, you know, the 12 and 12. And I did it. He made me. Uh, I was willing to listen, though. I mean, well, that's it the was you ain't getting the how you ain't getting rides to work on third shift unless we come to a meeting first. And yeah, that's how I lived my life for a long time. And we would read these things, and I would read it on lunch break at at two or three in the morning on third shift. Going, okay. I remember reading that twelve and twelve, and you know, I was one of those guys that when it was time to do the four step, and I really put pen to paper, and I'm trying to figure this shit out. Um, and I'm writing it all out. I got a good one going, right? I got this book. I'm hiding it from everybody. It's in a safe <laughs> in the wall. Yeah, I mean, literally, my dad, to carry that my dad was my dad was a meth junkie. He had like shit behind picture frames in the yeah. walls, and I would put it there, you know. And that's how I treated it. Going, oh boy, I was holding some really dark shit, right? Yeah. And we're not so different. A lot of us in the program, and even normal people, go through what we go through as what happens to us as kids the wrongs we commit the wrongs committed to us and no one knows but me and it's a secret and there's all these things that when we put it on paper it's like whoa this is wrong you know um whoa and uh the next step is like go share with someone and it's like no way and i remember holding this notebook to my to dave geo you know he's passed but i remember holding it up telling him listen i'm doing the work bitch and he's like, good, bring it to the Church of Christ at this place, you know, because I wasn't like, I ain't telling you, you're going to judge me. You know, you're going to know I'm a shitty person. You're going to know these things happen to me. You're going to treat me different. All this stuff. And he's like, I don't care who you tell. Just go tell somebody. And oh, this crazy. is the guy that does a lot of 12 steps, you know. And, um, you know, I'm not even involved in religion, but I looked at it like, I bailed on it a couple times, and my uh, my other good friend was like, "I just got off the phone with Larry. I, I just got off the phone with with uh, the priest over there, and we are going to go Tuesday." And I was like, "No!" And he, I remember he just snapped. I remember he was like, "You know," and I was like, "All right, I might, I'll try it out, right?" And what I want to say is, I sat down. This guy. I grew up Catholic, right? So I'm thinking right. this dude's going to be behind this veil or whatever. And uh, he ain't going to see me. And I'm never going to see him. He's just going to be waiting there and for me. And, and I did one of those as a kid when I was like 14. I lied the whole time. You know, I wasn't even bad then. But um, when I did this one, he I went into this office. And I'm thinking, shit, I got to see him before I do it. Now he's going to know who I am and at small town Ashtabula. But we go in his office. And he was like, all right, yeah. So, like, he pulled up this big bench. And he pulled it in front of this other bench, and there's this table in between. He's like, so happy you're doing this. I just think the world, you guys. And I was like, 
what we're doing it right here you know and he was like yeah you know and <laughs> i remember going no way and he was telling me a little bit about himself and how he Priest does these all the your sponsor yeah the priest was telling me who okay. he was and, hey i'm not a part of the program or nothing but i do a lot of these for larry and dave and um, a lot of other people you know it seems to be a big thing for you and you know all this stuff and uh he goes so go ahead and and it's like something happened in there he told me why don't you open your book and just tell me start at the top we'll go from there and uh by god i opened it up and i started from the top and i don't know how long i was in there it could have been an hour it could have been five hours but when i walked out of there something happened i was different and i learned that this is the way people do do this um i was different i felt the analogy i use was i was riding a spiritual eagle i felt yeah you know i tell people all the time that something is going to change in you you don't have to do much just keep doing it and you're about to see and it took me a few months when i left there my life was on a different plane i had joined i was fucking rocketed into the fourth dimension i sure. felt like i'm not doing that anymore i'm going this way with these other people and then i started getting i had joined i have arrived um and i was not ignorant anymore i felt like i was i had joined a brotherhood and a fellowship amongst other people who were doing the same and then i continued the steps and i seen people were doing recovery stuff helping other junkies and um going down to the person Nick, that Nick. wasn't doing so well and just it's this thing where you would give away to keep it that was like i struck gold you you know and when i meet people today going i just ran into this a few weeks ago you know what do you know you ever even used drugs before <laughs> and it's like yeah you know yeah and and i get that you know but addiction's real it'll kill you it'll kill everything Turn and it's sight it's a it's a cancer it will destroy and it happened to my father it happened to me it happened to my children's mother it, you know it, it never ends my children are affected by it and mm, you it's know one two and three man i i have a lot of build-up anger with it and today um it's what am i doing today mm -hmm. you know i i love you know that that story is very real but what we're doing is is real like yeah that yeah we're talking about addiction and hardcore drugs and being lost uh, hey, can tell the sadness the sadness is a, the, it's worse the worse the worse the the relief where does the where does this when does the how does this end you know and it's uh yeah at least give me give me the road map to how i'm getting over here because mm -hmm. this this road over here has been just nothing but pain and yeah. <clears throat> the one thing i know is is that when the pain of our current reality outweighs our fear to change we mm. change inevitably the pain of me staying is worse than the pain of me leaving whether that's physical spiritual or emotional or mental yeah. you know i it, when it comes down to that um we we've been just giving given chances and i think we all we all have that grace and mm -hmm. i 
my older brother's sober today too. Wow. And, um, you know, we share that together. That's a big part of it. Um, rare, you know, but he's just, I just love how the program has all these different higher powers and there's all these different ways to get off that hard shit. And I don't care what, yeah. I mean, well, do something, you know, I tell people all the time, Listen, I don't want to hear it. Do something. Tell me what you're about to do because pick something. If it ain't G-O-D, if it ain't Jesus Christ, if it, if it ain't Celebrate Recovery, Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, um, Therapy, I mean, do something. Don't come here next week and say, I ain't doing shit. You know, you because... didn't do anything to change? Don't expect any change. <laughs> yeah. Period. You know, so yeah, that, I mean... that, that's off the rip. You know, <clears throat> do, do something. There's so many avenues out there today it's and like we the... share the same bond. <clears throat> My What I was getting at is my brother is a big Jesus Christ guy. Good. He's into it. Celebrate recovery. Does all this stuff. And, and man, I'm not. And man, we just we share the same bond. You know, it's the it's no different anymore to me. Bro, I'm doing the and, Bible in a year app on Hallow. <clears throat> you know, I'm, I mean, I just I I, I yeah I, I want more. And that's the thing yeah. is is that my spirit is thirsting for more and whether it's God's word, you know, whatever my prayer, my meditation is different. Now it used to be, mm. you know, just keep me safe, sober and sane, you know, don't let me lie to anybody. They ain't allow me to do your will and not my own. Now today it's conversations and mm. it's, it's, you know, allow me to know you more. God, I'm asking God, I mm. want to know you more than just yeah. these, these prayers that I throw up to you. So it's conversations. It's do I believe enough? You know, do it. Do I believe enough that you exist, that mm-hmm. that I'm willing to have that kind of untrammeled faith that my mm-hmm. life is going to get better if I just if I have small conversations with you on a regular basis. And what I want to tell people, you know, my experience is I don't think about drugs drugs anymore. That's the God honest truth. You know, I quit smoking. I quit chewing. I quit doing all these things. Um, you know, but what I wanted to get to is, you know, my experience, I heard this guy speaking one time, a long time ago at this conference. And he said, I wake up every day and, you know, the God's grace flows through me and it's almost effortless. And I remember going, man, I wonder, like, that's going to be nice uh, <laughs> when I get there. And, and it's possible, right? I'm not, I'm not ruling it out. It's just not my experience. Um, maybe it's the five children. Um, yeah, that has career. a lot to do with my career. The dog needs to go out right away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got a lot of shit distracting you. Yeah, it's whether it's it ends at eleven, it starts at <laughs> four or five or six. You know, and like it, it's yeah. it's my outlook. So the the more I the great thing is it's right here, right? Yeah. And I wake up, and usually my first thought um, unapologetically is, "Fuck." anxiety there's a lot to do where do i start and um that's josh that's j mac right that's that's the doubt that lives inside well that's the fear right correct because that's the ego telling you that you're not good enough you're never going to succeed you're not going to be successful she's leaving you're going to be a single dad you're living what she want to do with me i'm negative i know she yeah i know she's thinking bad stuff about me she thinks i'm probably doing you know, and, and yeah. that's, that, that, that doesn't, it, let me tell you, so I don't have those thoughts. Thank God. Um, cause I'm not, I, I, man, I've done it. I've done such deep spiritual work. You know, my, my first thoughts uh, unapologetically is uh, to quote you, 
um, is when, as soon as my eyes open, I say, thank you, God, for the, for the, for the yep. gift of life today. That's the first thing yep. I say. Then I thank him for my health. Then I thank him for mm. my family and my wife and, you know, and the fact that I get to get up and go to a job that I, I love to do. Yeah. You know, so what I was getting at was, you know, that's who I am through and through. And what I want to say is, um, that's where it comes into. I have this choice. Yeah. Um, and then right after, sometimes it's a millisecond and sometimes it's a couple hours, unfortunately, but <laughs> most, most of you're the young. time, you're young. When you're most, old, you'll be well, thinking it'd be easy. Well, Believe well me. most of the time, yeah. when they say, turn it over yeah. and God speaks to my heart, not, not what I'm talking or thinking in the morning in my prayers, how much, uh, validity or how much meaning is in it. The more I dumb this shit down, the more basic back to basic I get. So when I'm, my heart's beating a hundred miles an hour, the dog needs to go outside. One kid's crying the whole deal. Um, I literally close my eyes and stay in bed and I go, I inhale, exhale, God. And sometimes I do it 10 times. Sometimes I do it 30 times, but I go through these stages of what I do to get me back centered. Um, and man, when they say tools of the program and um, these things that we do today, my day, I op- I don't open social media. I don't open my work email. I don't, I don't help my children right when I wake up. I don't let the dog out right away. The first thing I do is open daily reflections on my phone. Amen. There's no excuse that that cancer fucking device is right by me at all times. Yeah. And um, there's no excuse. The First thing I do, I don't open text, phone Can't call. Can't start your day without some sort of inspiration. Send a voicemail. If I'm getting a call and I wake up before that alarm, send a voicemail. Yeah. Um, not yet. You're not going to get the best, Josh. And what I say is um, I'll plug into that. How cool is that? I'll read the daily reflections. I don't remember it. It's 7.50 at night. I don't remember it. Um, but I do remember it's January. I read something about purpose, and, um, you know, second chance and all that good stuff. Yeah. And you know, and that's what it is. So, and then I move on to this thing. I move on to this tapping deal. I got into tapping. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but it's, um, the only tapping you know, I know is it happens in the bedroom. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's going to be, you know, it's so it goes something like this. It's going to be an amazing day. And I don't know what that is like, but I'm full. I'm going to take full responsibility of my actions and my responsibility of my life. And it's saying these positive affirmations to myself, 100. whether, Oh man. And I get into that and then I pray, you know, and so then all I, of a sudden I'm the, I'm the best Josh I can be the I'm rest a, of the day. Yeah. And, and a, it's man, it's, it's going well. I've been doing I, it for like two years now. You know? I'm going to share another one with you, dude, that I just Go saw ahead. this the other day. This guy said, uh, he said, every morning you wake up and you go, once you get to the mirror and you brush the teeth, uh-huh. look at, look at yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I do all the time. And you tell yourself, I love you. Yeah. You're doing a good, you're doing a good job. Today. I love you. Look him right in the eyes. Look that guy in the eyes and tell him you love you. The other thing I'll tell you is this. When you wake up in the morning, let me ask you these questions. I'm going to ask you some simple questions. You got, a, go roof over, yeah, you got go a roof over your head? Boom. Yep. Job to go to? Yep. Kid, family that loves you? Yep. Truck? Yep. Money in your pocket? Yep. A little bit, even just a little bit, right? A little bit, yep. yep. Let me ask you this question. Who's got it better than you? Uh, about 3%. 
Nobody. Maybe. Nobody's Nobody. got it better than you. Yeah. Tell yourself. That's what you tell yourself every day is nobody's got it better than me. I've got a hot roof over my head, food in the house, a wife, a girl, woman that loves me. I've got beautiful children. I've got this amazing yeah. job that I get to go to. I don't have to go to. I get to go to. And fucking who's got it better than me? Who? Yeah. Yep. And you know what? I love this one too, right? We can talk all night about, I was in this meeting one time and a good friend of mine got sober before I did. It's huge traction rather than promotion. And um, he said, do you know the odds of being alive right now? And I was like, what? And he said, yeah, someone came up with it's one in 400 trillion that we're at where we are right now together. And uh, I was like, he goes, 400. This is a guy who would we would do ecstasy together. And he'd be, <laughs> man, this guy could sell you whatever, right? He just had that thing about him like, I'll take three, right? And he's in recovery now. And just like you, right? He's he's just like you. He has the words. He has the mannerisms. He has the attractiveness where he's like, he can talk. He can get through to people. And he turned that into God. And I remember being sober a year and he said that. I was like, it always resonated with me. And I teach my kids this all the time. You know, every once in a while, my kids now will say one in 400 trillion out of nowhere priceless they understand like this is it you know this is the one shot and and it's up to us i take full responsible of my well-being today today is an amazing day yeah. and when you boil it down and bring it basic like that no one can fuck up my day i can i can you know, let I heard someone, someone that, i can let somebody live in my brain and that fucks up yeah. my day i choose that but here's the one thing I will say. I haven't had a bad day in four years, five months, and 23 days. I've had a bad yep. hour. I've had a bad 15 yep. minutes. But I have not yep. had a consecutive bad day, entire day bad. Yep. But I'll tell you what. I literally, as you know, as, as much as I want to look at myself in a bad light today and, and, and give myself a hard time and not being the best, person i can say that you know the program the the way i like the way life i live today is everybody's benefiting from it the small wrongdoings i do um it's not intentionally to mangle people it's um you know I, I, obviously i get in my own way still and um so many people are benefiting from my life changing and making good decisions in recovery. I mean, it's endless. I, my life today, I, I'm one of those people in recovery where I'll cry out of nowhere. I'll yeah. pray over my food. Sometimes. Music you know, makes I'm me just, cry. The right song. Yeah. It oh. hits me in a spot, dude. I'm done. And you know what? I remember, you know, I hope I can say this. I remember you, you can using say whatever. Yeah. I remember you using, and I remember, you know, the type of guy you are. And I, I don't know if I said it out loud, but I remember saying, I think I did say it out, you know, your, your personality and what you bring to the world, it's a shame it's not in the right place. Because where you're at in recovery would be a home run, right? Like, we need you, I think is what I said. Yeah. You know, the we when need you on it. this side. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's where I look at people today is like, yeah. you know, we but have this seen me recover. Effect. You've seen me it's recover. the coolest.
thing the wrong and and you know well as anybody um uh, i don't want to use the word isolate that's really hard but i do get caught up in this in this family work uh all this stuff that really really gets in the way of you know what's what truly matters i can't enjoy my family unless i'm plugged in mm -hmm. to a program i can't be a good project manager unless i'm working a good program like you know i don't I, it, life is too good to be caught up in this, you know, single thinking and stuff like that. I just, life. Final, so qu good, final questions I've got for you. Um, what oh. suggestions would you give the guy who's watching right now? Who's think who's just struggling and thinking about, you know, do I want to get cleaner or, you know, I, I really am going to try, you know, what, what suggestions do you have for the new guy that's, that hasn't gotten clean yet, but wants to get clean? You know, help is on the other side. A lot of what I'm seeing is isolation and, alone and Your disease um, wants you alone yep get out there want you isolated people people look different people are different um age color uh different beliefs just go be with people socialize get with the right people i was always told that you may not know what's right but you're gonna know what's wrong real fucking quick yeah and um, that's what i was told you're you don't worry about who's the right doing the right thing do it all you're gonna find out who's doing the wrong thing you do good at that you're going to know what's what. So get out there, get some help, talk to people. Um, what I struggled with, a lot of people struggle with too. Um, you know, that's a big one. I Give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Yeah. Put down the bat, pick up the feather. That's a good one. I like that. And you know what? When I'm not going to say I had a lot of room to spare when I got here. No. I was, I was inches away, you know, even in recovery, the first few months, it was really hard for me to stay on track and wonder if I wanted this, but, um, someone told me, give this, give this a solid year of doing this right thing, whether that's the program or whatever, do something for a solid year. That's proactive and, an orderly and, direction. and, and do it, you know, it's really hard for us to stick with something like that. And, and I did, I never left, you know? Dude, you're an it's amazing good. human being, Josh. I, I'm so grateful to have you on Shot of Hope Live. Um, you know, you guys can check us out on the website at shotofhope.live. Uh, on the YouTube, uh, Shot of Hope Live. You can find us on there, the Shot of Hope uh, Live Facebook page. Uh, we're on Instagram, all that fun stuff. You know, um, it was absolutely a pleasure and a privilege. I love seeing your face. And I, I hope to He's spend some me. time with you while I'm here in Florida, at least one time. And Yeah, um, for sure. I wish you the greatest journey for your children and you, man. Dude, you're, you are someone who absolutely I cherish and is dear and dear to my heart. I love your children. Give Thanks, Oliver. Man. Tell him Uncle Mick's got it. He's in his underwear with his feet yeah. up on the coffee table. <laughs> and uh, yeah. stay right he's there. He's landed. Yeah, he's yeah. landed. Stay he's right, landed tilted. Stay right, stay right there. I'm going to close out the show, and then I'll talk to you as soon as we get off. All right? Hold on one awesome, second. Awesome, man. Appreciate it.